following is an R.E.D. Podcast Network production, bringing on-demand geek audio straight to your eardrums one podcast at a time. To listen to more great geek audio podcasts, check out the R.E.D. Podcast Network at redpodcastnetwork.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. The Cheers Guevara of the Anti-Fizzy Piss Uprising, the Potentate of Porter, or the Ayatollah of Stoderol, if you will. And each week I jump on my orange box, adorned at my craft beer parachute, shooing away the dullard pissmongers of the beer-drinking world to lend my voice to the Irish craft beer revolution. Thanks for daring to put the world's most dangerous beer podcast into your ears this week. So what I want to do at the start of this show is just want to jump in and catch up a little bit of news because I want to drop a little 411 on you all about how the show has been going and things you can expect to see going on. Number one, merchandise. I've been asked a couple of times, when are the t-shirts coming? The t-shirts, I've just finalized the three final designs that I want to go with and now I'm just working through picking up some quality shirts to actually go and do this on. As I've said before, if I'm going to drop some merch out there, I want it to be the best quality merchandise possible and I also don't don't want to rip people's pockets out of it either so i'm just working through that at the moment with the supplier the designs are amazing i'm going to put them up hopefully in the next week or two once i just finalize some tiny little details because I'm, I'm i'm a type a personality pay attention to small little details so that'll get done next the i've been asked when is the next video coming for the uh, craft beer on my food video series i started up on youtube the second one i'm actually currently working through the uh, recipe for what I'm actually going to be doing on this one because it's a little bit complicated and I don't think it's been done too many times before uh, actually if at all so I'm trying to work this one out the, what I can tell you so far is that it will actually involve Blacks of Kinsale their Kinsale Pale Ale and their Black IPA as well the two of them so that'll be uh, kind of interesting trust me when I say this I don't think any of y'all have seen anything close to this before it is going to be pretty cool if it works out it'll be pretty cool if it doesn't work out it'll be horrible uh, so that, that one's going to go thirdly thank you to everyone who's continued to download the show episode after episode the numbers of the show just keep on growing uh, and growing and it's get, it's really really cool to see it so you know what if you're digging the show tell two people he'll probably hopefully he'll tell two more people and they'll tell two more people and then I can ride that wave right the way to the top of the iTunes podcast charts and hopefully the Stitcher radio ones as well if you guys haven't checked out Stitcher radio and you're on Android and you're like well Ian I'd like to be able to keep up with the podcast and you're getting a bit annoyed having to download the shows stick Stitcher radio up and register for it stick it on your android phone and therefore you'll never have to download the show number one because it'll stream and number two you'll always be able to check out the latest episode of the show without having to do anything apart from connect your phone to the intertubes it's really that simple check out stitcher radio it is amazing so onto the catching up with the social side of things in the last week actually finally and when i say that i'm going to say it like in rocky terms finally I got to sit down with James Wynan from the Vanguard Beer Collective, uh, something which I've been trying to do for a long time, myself and James, just opposing schedules and just shit never working out properly. Finally got to sit down on Friday and chop it up and talk about the craft beer uh, revolution in Ireland, where we are, where we think we're go- where I think it's going, uh, talk about some of the breweries and 
a couple of ideas we have spitting around about how we we uh, give a shot in the arm to revolution and kick it into overdrive. So you know what? We are definitely going to do a podcast and it is going to be one of the most no-holds-barred, bust-ass shows I think we're going to be doing and hopefully we'll be able to hook that up in the near future. Uh, and we're going to work our asses off to try and hook that one up in the very near future as well. And finally, and I mean finally for the news catch-up before we get into the real meat and potatoes of the show, I was over on... I think it was Thursday, I went over to Rye River Brewing, who people know I'm in the same town as where their brewery is going to be based, and I actually got to have a look at their one hectolitre pilot kit, it is something really special, photos that uh, Steve Gilson, who's their master brewer, put up, really don't do this thing justice, it is a thing of beauty, and it is no wonder that Steve's phone and his Twitter has been like, his Twitter DMs and all the rest of it have been off the hook with people trying to get in and see when they can actually have a, a home brewers and guys who are looking to start small batch brewing been looking to get in and like brew some stuff on it. Uh, it's, it's a really, really nice piece of kit. You know, guys, I wish you all the best luck in the world. Same as I wish every other brewery and craft brewery in this country all the best in the world. And like, uh, we're all pulling for you, especially on this show which is oddly about Irish craft beer. Well, maybe not oddly. So, this week, now we're into the meat and potatoes. All that boring shit is out of the way. Um, This week, I wanted to talk about the black stuff. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is we were just after passing through uh, St. Patrick's Day recently. And, of course, that is a day which globally is synonymous with uh, Diageo's dark juices, as it were, and about 31 million uh, glasses of the thing. Are, uh, are 31 million barrels, I can't remember which, it's some like huge ass figure, apparently is consumed on that day alone worldwide, uh, But and they are also sponsors of parades around the world as well, which is hugely important, and on that day, I am actually proud to say, not a drop of Diageo's dark juices passed my lips, I'm very happy about that, I had some actually really cool uh, Irish craft beers, that day, uh, and I had some like some nice craft porters, because lately I've actually been on this sort of buzz of drinking like stouts and porters, um, and I don't care which styles they're actually in, you know, for me it's, uh, when I'm drinking them it's all the same, I don't sit down and go, you know, I wish I'd had a stout, or yeah, I wish I'd had a porter, I don't really care, I'm in a mood for sort of dark malty goodness and beers, because uh, I want those chocolate and coffee notes coming up and smashing my grill off, um, I just get into that, and I've been on that for like the last about week or so, so a lot of the beers I've been consuming have been uh, pretty much in that vein, so I was like, shit, what I want to do is I want to spread a little love, I want to sort of introduce people who may not be aware of how many great dark beers we actually have, and especially for listeners abroad, because I've noticed the show is starting to get a good, uh, a good listenership abroad, and you're obviously listening in because you want to know about Irish craft beers, so I'm going to sort of shine a couple of lights on some really fantastic beers that I've, I've had uh, that are of the dark variety. Uh, talk a little bit about the ones and what I liked, um, and especially sort of what I thought of them as well. Usually I don't like to do the whole beer review thing, but given that I'd like to have people to have an alternative view of an, alter- of an alternative set of beers to the Diageo Dark Juices, the Dark Juices of St. James's Gate, if you will, uh, I want to give people that alternative view, so we're going to get into that. So, Stouts and porters. Uh, first of all, you know what? Why do I love stouts and porters, and why do a lot of people like them? Why are there so many of them as well? Uh, because they can just take a lot of flavor. They can take big flavors as well, and because they, they are big beers by their very nature, they're not subtle. There is absolutely nothing subtle about a stout or a porter. Um, 
when they're done right, you know what, god damn it, they are the best beer style on the planet. They really are second to none. And because they're just a great social beer to sit over. They're, I wouldn't consider them session beers. They're great social beers to sit over them because they just get better and better and they open up to you. It's a, you know, it's a bit like when you get to introduce to someone and you get to know them and then they open up to you and share things with you and then it becomes more friendly and more cordial. And I think stouts and porters are the exact same way. Uh, and all beers really existing, but those in particular because their flavors when they're done and they're just like at the pinnacle of greatness in terms of their quality and what is what's in them and what they're what they're trying to express themselves as they come out with some amazing big bold flavors and just as it comes up to temperature you know everything the aroma just widens up and aroma is such a big fundamental part of how you taste things as a human being so you know it just widens everything up and it's just you know you can get the beer and then like 10 minutes later you drink the beer again and a whole different variety of flavors have just opened up that you weren't aware of when you first picked it up and took a sip of it amazing so it is why i like them and why people like them and you know let's just get the obvious out of the way Ian, what's the difference between a porter and a stout? You know what, I'm going to keep this simple. I'm not getting into the technical side of things. You can agree with me or you can disagree with me. I don't really give a shit. Porter, I consider this the daddy of the black stuff. And stout, imagine this as the Beatles to the daddy of Porter's ears and world. That is the best way I think I can give an analogy of it. And it's my analogy of it. It works for me and others seem to like that analogy too. And you know what? For the purpose of this episode of the show, I am not going to discriminate like, well, I'm going to talk about my porters and I'm going to talk about my stouts. I don't give a shit about it. I want to sort of talk about black stuff, dark stuff, dark malty goodness. I want to treat it all equally. And let's get the obvious out of the way. What are my top five of these? Well, my top five, number five, is Coco Psycho by Brewdog. I can only describe this as a full-on chocolate assault. Imagine this is like a whole heap of Black Ops teams and encased in chocolate, storming the beach of beer and just laying siege to uh, to Stoutville. It's an amazing beer, full-on chocolate assault, and it's you know what it's it's not particularly heavy, but it's not a light one either. I mean, uh, and it's certainly not for the faint of heart. It really is like psycho in the name. It totally does that. There's vanilla notes that are in there just enhance that chalkiness. Anyone who is anyway sort of clued in about sort of uh, patisserie work will know that vanilla, uh, when you put it into chocolate, I mean, it's like turbocharging vanilla or turbocharging chocolate, if you will. Same as if you put salt into chocolate. I don't mean to digress, but if you put a little bit of salt into chocolate, just turbocharges chocolate up that bit more, makes it chocolate. It just works. It just happens. Uh, number four, 200 Fathoms by Galway Bay Brew. You know what? There, there's fuck all I can say about this beer. It has not already been said by lots of people. Yes, Bjor chose it as their beer of the year. Wasn't my personal choice for beer of the year, I can assure you. But it is nonetheless a stunning, stunning example of some fantastic black stuff that's been put into a glass and put into a bottle. Uh, and you can tell there's a whole lot of love, care, and attention that's been put into that. And you know when you t- you actually done with yellow spot casks as well, you go, you just know that there's an amazing amount of choice that went in there, in terms of being so very, very uh, discriminating about the barrels that they were going to be using for that. And again, I would say that is just like a full-on assault of Imperials. Uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant beer. Unfortunately, if you have not gotten your hands in it and 
there is none available for you to buy. You are shit out of luck. Hopefully you know someone who has some of it and you might be able to taste it. Um, or if you can check out any of the Galway Bay pubs, if they have any of it that they've left that they can give you a taste of, most definitely do it. Or if you go to their brewery on a tour and they give you, offer you a taste of it, by all means, yes, take their arm off and taste this thing. It is an incredible, incredible beer. Uh, my number three is actually a probably one of the few dark beers I could actually say I'd be quite happy to session with. Uh, which I find really odd, but it's just because it is such a smooth and easy drinker, and it's uh, it, it's very unassuming in how it, it comes to you, and it is simply Dark Arts Porter by Trouble Brewing. Uh, again, Kildare Brewery. An amazing beer. really love it. It's such a smooth beer. Nice chocolate notes, nice coffee notes. Really, really good. Number two. This was actually my beer of the year for 2013, and it was Ferrami by Otterbank, which has the 3FE Ferrami coffee beans in it. This oh is simply mind-blowing in terms of uh, an Irish um, stout, porter, black stuff. It is incredible. It just comes up, kicks your ass with all of its coffee and all of those malts in there. It is possibly one of the most complex malt beverages I have ever put in my mouth. And I, I say that bar none. And you know what? I, when I heard that they are not going to be making it in that... Um, same recipe again. It was almost like that slow motion. No, um, but you know what? I've had I've had some really really nice pints of it, and I've enjoyed every single one of them equally. And my number one, my number one, and you don't think anyone can argue with this because this is like ratebeer.com. This is their number one. So this is the like almost like the de facto world number one, and you, I don't think anyone will disagree with it. You know, beer gig breakfast by McKellar. Stunning, full-on coffee assault. You know, whatever I said about Coco Psycho being like a whole heap of black ops dressed up in chocolate storming the beach. You know, Beer Geek Breakfast is pretty much like a whole New World Order takeover. Coffee-powered oziness in beer. That's that's the only way I can describe this. It is a fantastic beer. If you've never put your hands on this, take your ass to an O'Brien's, you'll find one they are incredible or if you want you can get i think you can, if you're abroad you can order from the McCallor online store great beer really really good so getting over those ones aside what i want to do is i want to highlight some wonderful alternatives as i said to the seeping juices of st james's gate in terms of black beer and you know first off is dove by brew brewery which is their bottled nitro stout and it's also a nitrous out that they serve in pubs as well. This is an incredible beer. The nice thing about this is uh, the actual fun you're going to have in terms of like actually getting that pour just right into a glass. Uh, funny story, the first time I got this I had two bottles of it. The first one, I tried to follow their instructions on the bottle for how you actually try and pour this properly into a glass. And it was terrible. It just didn't come up the way that I should have. And I was reading through, uh, I think, some either some Twitter... Uh, feeds or maybe it was on a Bure forum I can't remember which but anyway it led me to their actual YouTube video of how you pour this video how you pour this beer and followed that and like when I was watching the video it looks like uh, Patrick who's doing the video or the demonstration he nearly loses the bottle out of his hand and like when I was doing it I nearly lost the bottle out of my hand too and it was into uh, my Irish uh, craft beer festival 2013 glass as well so I was hoping that I wasn't going to bust it um, but it, it came out beautiful it's a lovely lovely smooth one you know great malty notes in it great chocolate 
great and it's, it's again just very very subtle and it's a very classy one it's a really good beer I can't recommend it enough and then of course I'm going to get into an O'Hara's beer is the next one which is like Glanfalane which is anyone who's never had this you know you are out of your mind like here's an indication of how good this is on rate beer this is the 10th most popular Irish dry stout and you know what? it is the highest rated Irish made dry stout in fact it's the highest rated Irish dark beer period on rate beer that's how good this is and if you were lucky enough to be one of those few individuals who's put their hands on their first batch or second batch of the whiskey cask aged versions of this oh man you got something really special and you tried something really special but even in it's like it's standard out of the store form the the unaged whiskey barrel stuff you know what incredible beer can't recommend it enough or even their Irish stout now I'm going to tell sort of a, a funny story off the back of this. A couple of weeks ago, I was out with some guys from work, and uh, I, I'm the only one of us who's really sort of a craft beer drinker. Everyone else just drinks what they drink. You know, it is what it is. And one of the guys says to me, "Hey, could you recommend?" Uh, we were in, well, I can't remember which pub it was. Uh, I know it wasn't like a major craft beer pub, but they had like O'Hara stuff on draft, which was which was all good. And uh, they're like, "Can you recommend something?" And I was like, "He usually drinks Guinness." This guy's from Lithuania. Uh, before he came here, didn't drink Guinness, came here, hated it, and now it's like the only beer he actually likes drinking uh, from here. So I gave, told him to get one of the O'Hara's Irish Stouts, wasn't Gunness. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it is like a, a little bit different to the texture of Guinness. Maybe it's just, maybe that was a step too much for him. So I was like, you know what, later on, we're down in Farrington's, I'll let him try some of my Ferrami. So I got a pint of Ferrami, gave it to him, and the dude was like, that is the most horrible and disgusting thing I've ever tried. Because it was such a huge departure from Guinness and big full-on coffee assault as well. And all the, and the malt assault from that alone is just fucking bananas. Uh, but again, didn't like either of them and like, uh, pr- proceeded on, on with his Guinness. Uh, a very difficult one to get over. Uh, next one, uh, next two or three actually, or four, are actually going to be from 8 Degrees. Um I actually am quite fond of the dark beers that 8 Degrees do. For some reason, they just seem to have dialed into um, like my taste buds. Well, I know they haven't dialed into my taste buds specifically, but they just really nailed it for me. You know, with their Russian Imperial Stout, which is part of their Black Series, incredible beer. Then you've got their Aztec Stout, which is Stout with Chili, is kick-ass. And what's even better is the, um, the chili that they're using uh, is actually provided by it's a chipotle chili and it's actually provided by uh by lee foreign who actually looks after my mexican shop uh again i love her foods and i love the mexican food she does and she's been like a really great person to hit up for advice about when i've been cooking mexican foods especially when i was trying to figure out my green chili or my chili verde uh hugely helpful in like helping me put my hands on tomatillos which was really really cool um but like she supplied the chipotle for that and it's an incredible mix and just that that what's funny is the chili isn't up front it's actually at the like the last part of the taste profile for that beer and chipotle is just one of those beautiful smoky flavors where there's just a tiny bit of heat but it's mainly that sort of that dark smokiness that comes in because it's basically like a poblano or a jalapeno which has been smoked incredible beer uh really really good they're knock mill down porter as well it's really stand up you can't go far wrong with it 
Kindred Spirit, which is one of their limited edition ones, which is aged in uh, whiskey casks. Again, beautiful beer. There's not a big full-on whiskey assault. It's just nice and just just a little bit of a uh, little bit of the heat from the whiskey coming in there, and not too, it's not too much of the the spirit sort of coming in to soak it up, which is really really good. Uh, next one again. Let's get into Waterford and talk about like Black Rock Irish Stout by Dungarvan Brewing. Again, can't go far wrong with anything that these guys put out. Their Helvic is actually really really sweet. Some people. Uh, and I say sweet, I mean like it's a really solid one, but their black stout is actually really, really good. It's quite good. Then you get into things like Porterhouse in Dublin. Like Porterhouse has been, a, anyone who knows anything about beer scene and pubs in Dublin City knows, the Porterhouse has pretty much been like one of the first sets of craft beer pubs that went into Dublin, where they were actually producing their own beers uh, on site in their own... Um, in their own kit and then selling it on their own draft and you know what they you can't go far wrong with any of theirs i mean to me they're they're all right if i had to go if i went to a porterhouse i'd have no problems in ordering their beers uh but they've got such a great selection of like uh guest taps um it very rarely happens that i have to actually sort of drink their beers but they're dark stuff you know you can't go far wrong with their plain porter it's always been quite good and it's always been consistent which is brilliant their oyster stout oyster stout i'm a real take it or leave it person with oyster stout their rasters 4x stout is actually really really good it's a solid one if you go into a porterhouse and you're like i'm in the mood for some stout go in uh, if they have it get it you won't be disappointed it's really really good uh, let's head down over to Cork and let's talk about Franwell, Franciscan Well, and there's Shandon. Now, this is one I actually haven't had, but from a couple of people I know who have had it, they actually seem to really like it. And these are guys who I'd say are fairly pernickety about their uh, about their dark beers, but they seem to like it and it seems to come out pretty well. McGrath's number four Black Irish Stout. Just can't go far wrong with this. This is actually just really good. It, it is what it is. It's a solid Irish Stout. Nothing fancy, nothing complicated. It just does what it does very simply and very well. It's great taste profile in it. Next, I'm going to get into some more Galway-based stuff. Buried at Sea. Buried at Sea. Anyone who's had this like knows that this is just fucking premier. Big chocolate milk salt. It's really, really good. Then you've got their Stormy Port. Again, another solid one as well. Um, the next one I'm going to get into is actually a Brew Pubs one. Uh, in Dublin, it's uh, JW Sweetman's. They're Sweetman's Porter. Uh, again, I know a couple of guys who actually like going in here and they actually like ordering this in particular. This is their, uh, what do they call it? Their Saturday lunchtime treat. And uh, it's one that I'm actually looking forward to hopefully trying in the next couple of weeks. I want to go into Sweetman. I want to get one of their growlers of beer and bring it home. Maybe one or two. I don't know. We'll see how that works out. I feel like I'd be a bit weird walking down the road with two growlers full of beer. It's like, Jesus, dude, you're just highlighting you have a problem. No, I don't have a problem. I've got an interest. There's a difference. Um, and then the last two I'm going to get into, actually two I actually really, really enjoyed. And I've had them re uh, recently. And it's one of them in particular, I would say... I'm probably a staunch supporter of, and that is the Ginger Stout by Rascals Brewing. If you have not had this, I'm going to say one thing to you. What rock have you been living under, and why have you not tried this already? Ginger in Stout is one of those things where you're like, there is no way in God's green earth or in hell that this thing is going to work. They have got fresh ginger in there, and it just... It is just bang on the money. It is incredible. And ginger is like a real marmite ingredient for some people still to this day. Despite the fact that it's prevalent in sort of uh, in Asian food, especially in Thai food where ginger is very, very common. In, Ch in Cantonese food, it's extremely common. Um, 
and you see things like ginger and honey teas and all that kind of stuff. It's still a very, very uh, difficult thing for an awful lot of people to get into consuming because ginger has that warmth to it. And people, when they see ginger in beer, they just keep, keep thinking of that horrible old Jamaican fiery ginger beer, which is just a ginger assault. It's like a ginger assault. Uh, ginger squad going up in your face and, and, and laying siege to it. Uh, but their ginger stout is beautiful. It's ginger in it, fresh ginger in it, is just amazing. It's it's against the malts and all the rest of it. It's just it's so so nice. And if you haven't tried it, and you see it on tap. Get some. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Or maybe you will be. Or maybe you won't like it. Uh, one of those things. Beer, as I always say, it's subjective. Um, but and it forces you to have an opinion. But try this, and at least you can say you've tried it, uh, and you'll have an opinion about what you think about. When ginger is put into beer in an appropriate and proper manner and then last but not least is another one which again just does it simply does it well and that's Carrick Dove by West Kerry Brewing you just you know this is probably one of Ireland's smallest breweries and their labelling is just so simple and it reminds me of um, when I was growing up in the 80s and if you, anyone who was around that time remembers what Guinness bottles actually looked like when you're talking about Guinness Stout um and how simple the labels were. This is like a negative version of those. Just with white and, and with, uh, with gold writing and text on it. Very, very simple. Again, not an overly complicated and overly complex set of tastes. Very simple. Done incredibly well. Um, and you know what? It's just the texture of it is brilliant. And that's what makes it so, so good. It's just a really, really fantastic beer. You know what? I hope... Some of the beers that I've named there, if you haven't tried them and you have an opportunity to go try them, you're one of those people who likes to try new beers, and especially if you're in a sort of a you're in the buzz for some dark beers, go and try some of these out. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. They'll give you some great opinions, they'll give you point you down some great roads, and hopefully they'll introduce you to some other breweries that you maybe haven't tried other beers from that do beer styles that you like. Like if you haven't uh, if if you've never tried anything by Brew, you've never tried anything by Eight Degrees, never tried anything by Galway Bay, Dungarvan, Porterhouse, Franwell, uh, McGrath, Sweetman, Rascals, West Kerry. If you haven't been introduced to any of these, go and try beers from these people as well. Their their dark stuff is amazing, but some of their other stuff is just it mind blowing. And these guys give a shit and care about the beers that they produce. And it's the one thing which is consistent, no matter. Who I talk to, whether it's beer geek, whether it's some of the brewers, um, whether it's people who work in some of the bars, or whether it's just other craft beer drinkers who don't care about the beer snobbery or the geekery or the witch hop, witch malt bullshit. Irish craft beer brewers, really, right now, like we're still in our junior, like our kitty pants phase growing up, but again, care, attention, love, and detail that is poured into every single keg, bottle, and pint or half pint that you have. It is there, and it is there for tasting. And we, you know what? Get in on the ground. Get to know these brewers. Talk to them. If you try their beers, hit them up on their Twitter. Hit them up on their Facebook. Tell them what you liked. Tell them what you didn't like. If you haven't got Untapped, go and use Untapped and give feedback to the guys. The only way that these guys' beers are ever going to improve, get better, and give more and more 
to the people who consumed them and to those who were interested in beers by these particular brewers is for them to get the feedback and you know what that's the great thing about craft brewers they are there and they're available to give and take feedback unlike sort of the big monstrous uh, fizzy piss machines which have panels and they go into a room somewhere and feedback may or may not go anywhere either uh, because you know that's just the nature of things and that sounds like last orders for the show thanks once again for joining us here on the 11 p.m somewhere podcast remember each week we've got new episodes of the show available on itunes and stitcher radio so hey why not head over and drop us a review and a rating because it helps the show climb the ladder to podcast charts and dominate things and remember you can always hit the show up on the twitter machines at 11 p.m somewhere so until next time i've been me you've been you And shit, I gotta go before they kick me out. Cheers to you.